last you heard, it was starting to become a little, a little crazy. So, mind you, this, I'm going to admit, is all because of me. This was all my doing. Because I thought, not with my gut like I normally do, I thought with the top of my head, full force, just life experiences coming at me, and I decided to tackle the situation. So that is not the right thing to do. So that's at the end of the show. So let's just get on track. So now that the sun is out and I can walk outside. So my neighbor and I decided to walk our properties and to see how she was getting into our our yards. And while we're looking, she is literally pulling panels. So come to find out she was pulling three panels apart leaving them kind of together to where she could slip right through and just pull them and it looked like they were not nothing was wrong with it so of course we're walking the properties and we're seeing where she's been so we have quarter acre back lots they're quite long and i couldn't see in the back of them especially at night and we're finding candy wrappers food wrappers my missing glassware now before you even start thinking no not like that so, in the mornings, I'll sit on my patio, read emails, drink coffee, respond to emails, check social media, you know, the typical stuff. And I have a habit of leaving that coffee cup of the day out on the patio. And of course, when I get home at night, I bring the coffee cup in. Well, lately, I've been finding my cups missing. So I'm thinking, oh, I must be breaking them and not even realizing it. Oh, no. We found them in my neighbor's yard under some leaves so she had been living in the backyards so every night when I'm out there three in the morning working on something I could hear somebody talking and I'm thinking no no I'm just going crazy no I was not crazy she was literally hiding in the corner of my backyard my neighbor's yard my other neighbor's yard my other neighbor's yard she made herself quite at home and she'd been doing this for a long time at least six months which kind of scares me if I think about it because my yard is, you know, my house and my yard is like my thing. And especially because I'm remodeling and I'm turning, I'm doing a courtyard and building a shed and doing all these different things. That's like my, my sanctuary and my space. And here she was in my space the entire time, technically in my face, in my space. Oh, my space. I do miss that. So me being the one that I am, of course, I go to my one-stop shop. And if you haven't guessed it, that's right, Amazon. I, you know, I just can't beat those two-day deals. Especially where, like, if you spend $25 on qualifying gifts, you get, or qualifying products, you get same-day shipping. Like, it'll arrive by, like, 10 p.m. or the next day. I mean, how many people don't need a curling iron for their extremely short hair like me? I mean, you can never not have enough, but when in Rome. So I ordered 200, 200 feet of globe bulb lights. So for those of you who don't know what those are, those are the cafe lights that you see in people's yards nowadays. And so I bought so much because the 200 was not enough. My neighbor ordered some and then I ordered more to where we have like a thousand feet of rope and lights and I had to string them up somehow. So between all the houses, 
I decided in my wonderfully organized mind, let's build a 20-foot pole and attach those lights to it. So who does it bother? That's right, the people behind me didn't even take that into account. So I have now bolted together and bolted to my fence a thousand feet of globe lights, security sensor monitors, more lights that are security um, motion activated on the top of the pole. So you can't get to it. I wake up the next morning and they are literally building a 12 foot fence on top of the eight foot fence they already have there. And I, I felt terrible, but I was not gonna intervene and say anything on that one. So yeah. So there's that. And now we've gone to the next night. I'm getting ready to leave for work. I get to my car and because I have a new SUV. So I get into it and when I'm starting to back up, I notice not running daytime lights, just the lights, the yellow lights on the sides of the car. And I could tell from the headlight, it was a Honda Accord. And I'm like, oh, it's about to go down. It's about to go down. So I phone a friend, my lifeline. And I'm like, hey, I don't know where you are, but I need you now. I, you're gonna have to be my backup. They were six to seven minutes out. I said, I don't care. You floor it, you run every light, you get out here to me now. It's about to go down. I leave, sure enough, those lights come on and they come right behind me. Not one, but two, the Honda and a big truck. So there's back roads where I live. There's about 30 intersecting streets. I could lose them or so I thought. Nine streets later, they're still there. Well, I hit a point where I couldn't go any further. They opened fire, both of them. Luckily, not one bullet hit my car that's how I'm concerned about the car, right? Not one bullet hit the car. It went right by me. I don't know if it was a scare tactic. I actually wasn't scared at that point, but I was on the phone with 911. Now, mind you, my career, I have been a police officer. I have been a 911 dispatcher. They are both extremely, extremely hard jobs, especially with the adrenaline up and then down, up and then down. It's a lot. But I did know how to ask basic questions like, where are you? What are they wearing? What do they look like? You know, that kind of thing. That's not what I got. I got, okay, we'll get out there. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> that's all you got. Okay, cool. I will get back in touch with you. So as I'm waiting for police to show up to my house, I'm down the street. I'm on top of the hill so I can see down. I can see all around me. All the cameras are activated on my car. And... I look down and then I look up and I see him, the shape, and it's walking towards me. And I have a tinted front window, you can't see me. He is staring through my soul. Now I'm terrified. Even though I'm armed, I'm terrified. Because there was such an intense look. And you know that look. It's eyes are squinted a little bit but there's no blinking, pupils are fully dilated. You can see sweat and literally I could feel it going through my soul. And I looked down and, <clears throat> excuse me, I had to clear my throat. And when I looked down, what do I see? His right arm angled behind his back. That only means one thing, he's reaching for his wallet to pay me, no. He's got a gun. 
my experience tells me he's got a gun. I know he's got a gun. And I sat there and I waited for it. And sure enough, there it went. He pulls it out and he fires. It missed my car again. That is three shots in one night. Not one of them hit me, all aimed at me. I'm not taking any more chances. I floor it in reverse and I back up. I go around and I go down the street. I go about 10 minutes down the street, come back. And I'm sitting in another part of my neighborhood and there he is again. How did he find me? You can't hear my engine. You don't know where I am, but you have literally found me. And it was the shape coming right back. This time I was not gonna chance it. So I was leaving. He opened fire. I get it. Totally get it. So I go home, police show up like not even a second later. Great, go get him. They can't find him. They can't find him, but literally I can just show up anywhere and there he is. So, um, oh, strike that. Before before they arrive, I called 911 back to inform them that I had been shot at by him. Not one description. They went, okay, we'll update the call. Thank you. And, went, and I hear click. I just called 911 and you hung up on me. Click. Okay. I'll deal with that another time. Right now, it's just about saving my life. So, fast forward, police are there. I talk to them, it's done, it's over with. It's done, it's over with. Like, I'm just, I'm not even gonna deal with it anymore. Until I got upset. So, I decided to challenge them. You know, there's, you know, that whole stand your ground, but um, it's a little bit different when you're standing your ground in your yard and they're in their house, well, they're in a house that they're squatting in. But I am screaming, I am yelling, and I told them I'm sick and tired of it. And I said, if you want to put on your big boy britches, come on over. That was a welcomed invitation the next day with him and his 10 friends. Not just him. With me, it was it was one-on-one. -on -one. But now it's me against 10 people. And I have no idea who they are or where they are, but all of their cars are there. And then I hear the truck engine. And I look, and there's this car coming down. Here we go. I went, this is what my life is going to look like ending in my driveway. Well, this gentleman was checking me out. And then he made a point to reverse all the way back to his house, which is at the very top of the hill. And then he grabbed, he ran in, grabbed a sniper rifle, came out, and just went right in front of my house and stopped. And had it on him. Kind of like, you, you know, when you see these like militia pictures... You know, where they're always, you know, like guarding their family or anything like that. Whenever they're armed, it's, they're armed. And this gentleman was armed. He was ready. Also, this guy could leave for an hour and then come back. So he's friends with them, whatever. I, I'm not even concerned about it at that point. I'm more concerned with, they're literally holding us hostage now because my neighbor and I couldn't leave our yards. We needed to go to work. And so now I'm like barricaded in my home. And so we are now under squatter, squatter um, occupation. That's literally what it is. It was so bad to where I reached out to the media. And when I reached out to, and I reached out to one news station, and the reporter actually said, and this is what they do. It's like, it's this type of work is what they do. 
They literally said, you need to call police. That's all it said. Not even a thank you, not even a good luck, nothing. Well, don't worry about that. Don't worry, <laughs> police have been called. I've reached out to council members. I've reached out to anybody I could. <clears throat> and luckily for me, my council member responded. I was on apps. I was on social media. I literally was bringing it to light. What's going on here in Nashville where I live? 17,000, 17,000 views just on me being shot at from my front door cam. 17,000. There's 800 people who live in my neighborhood. 14,000 people read my first post, my second post. That was incredible. That was amazing, especially when I read the comments. I just, I couldn't believe it. I was like overjoyed that they were doing this, but then I was still like locked up in my house. I'm like, I can't leave. Can someone bring me food? <laughs> so luckily the person who did the most to help me and my family and my friends and my neighbors was my councilwoman. And I had to go to her house to be able to talk to her because it's hard to do it on the phone. It's hard to do it via text and email. So I literally drove to her house and like showed her video, showed her this, showed her that. She then reached out to the police department. She took it further for me than anybody could. And I, like, can't thank her enough for this. I'm actually sending her a copy of this recording. So now, okay, squatter occupation, no children in the street, it's silent past seven, you can hear a pin drop all types of day. It's like the walking dead out there. You can always hear a pin drop, you can hear the hay that the pin dropped in. This has gotta change, it's gotta change, we just can't do this anymore. <clears throat> Everyone's living in fear, everyone, like no one's happy. This is, you know, summertime and kids are out of school and what do we have going on? We've got motorcycles and scooters being driven through people's yards. People are being terrorized all because of me standing my ground. There's a time and a place for everything. And, you know, as a child, you were always warned about that. You always thought there's a time and a place. There's a time and a place. That was not it. Never at home. You know, I always had a rule. <laughs> Keep your personal life at home. This is your escape. But I work from home now. I don't have an escape. And I'm now locked in my home because I stand up for the for the for the just. I stand up for right. If it you know, if you're wrong, I will fight you all day long. If but you know, I stand up for people who are being walked all over, mistreated, and I stand up for what's right. I will never fight if I'm wrong. At the time, I thought it was right. 100%. I was right, 100%. Everything I said was true. But it's me against 10 at my house. I'm armed. Not as well as them, but I'm armed. So what I got out of that was... And I'm always saying, check your surroundings. Know what's around you. I was oblivious because I never thought, look behind you. I was surrounded. My neighbors were surrounded. So the moral of that story is, 
pick and choose your battles and choose them carefully because you better know what you're getting into because you're not going to know. I did not have the backup that I would have had years ago because I was on my own. But that's what makes us, we're going to be all right because we are going to be all right. It's going to take some time, but we are going to be all right. Now, hopefully you enjoyed that little saga because that was a saga. It was a three-parter. Yeah, three-parter. But I thank you for listening. And my next episodes are going to be amazing. So stand by for Uber Disappointment and lift your spirits.